listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brannon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Keely, who is a community builder and also known previously as Mama Dubes on Instagram. She's a vet and the Oklahoma marketing director for Cincy Magazine. We're delighted to chat with her today. So please welcome Keely to the Cannabis Hangout. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's truly a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. I cannot wait to get to know you a little bit more more before we dive in though can you please tell us the first time you ever had like contact with the cannabis plant like the first time you consumed your first experience yes of course so you know like many others I dabbled in high school but of course was probably not smoking anything of quality and didn't really know what medicinal values the plant had to offer Um, and then I joined the army after high school so of course for years didn't have any contact and um, kind of my first time back around the plant, uh, my husband got out before me and we were in Hawaii and he was being prescribed so many different medications through the VA and someone was like, hey, like it's medical here, go get a card and smoke cannabis. So Mm. um, I became his caregiver and really got Mm. to see him, you know, like get off all of these medications uh, for pain, for for mental health reasons yeah. and stuff. And it was really cool to see and learn more about the plant. And then, you know, my first kind of return back to the plant, you know, I got out a few years after him. Yeah, We were back home in Illinois, like up in our loft at home. And he was like, okay, let's smoke a blunt. <laughs> hey. and of course, got way too high. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I realized in that moment how much it could help my anxiety, okay. my PTSD and pain I had from service. Yeah. So, um, you know, for the first year or so, I just kind of dabbled here and there and yeah. tried to figure out what was best for me mm-hmm. uh, medicinally and kind of just really took it in as my therapy yeah. so that I wasn't being on all these medications that they right. want you to be on, yeah. you know, that have so many adverse reactions. How old were you? Oh gosh. So this was 2019. So I was like 26, 27. Okay. So still fairly recent. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I got out, um, in July of 2019. So that's when I was able to really start diving in myself. Um, because of course I couldn't yeah. while mm-hmm. I was in the service. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, well thank you for serving Keely. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's awesome. Thank you. thank you. Where did you, um, where did you, where were you stationed at, I guess? Yeah. So our first duty station was actually Fort Sill, Oklahoma. So okay. that's kind cool. of why we came back to okay. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, you know, we got married in Lawton, had mm-hmm. both of our girls on Fort Sill. So it's kind oh, of like cool. okay. our little family. Nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's special. I, I spent a year overseas in Jordan. 
Um, And then uh, ran the acute care clinic in Hawaii for a few years before getting out. So not too many different places, but got to see a few, you know, fun and kind of got to see a little bit of the world. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure. That's awesome. So I know we all can have like different seasons with like how much or how little cannabis that we consume, just depending on like what we feel like our bodies need. What season would you say you're in right now? Like is your go to like flower dabs or edibles? Like where are you at? I think um, it kind of more depends on the time time of day. For yeah, me. you know, um, in the morning and kind of throughout the day, especially the work day. I'm a little bit more of a flower girl. Okay, um, you know, I love a morning joint as I'm mm-hmm. waking up with my coffee. Oh yes. and just kind of setting the mood in a little bit more of a mellow way, so I can still get work done and yeah. be creative. Um, but then, you know, after five, all bets are off and um, I am known to love, you know, solventless rosin. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my husband love to indulge and just really de-stress and mm-hmm. kind of unwind our days like that. I love Go that. to Dab City. You yeah. guys bond like that too, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. we do. And then before bed, it's always an edible just to kind of help me get to sleep and stay mm-hmm. to sleep throughout, you know, stay sleeping throughout the night. So do you have staple products that you like are enjoying at the moment? Staple brands. I know you dabble in a lot of different brands and you get to see a lot of different brands, but do you have like your go-tos that you can't live without? Oh man, there's probably too many to count. So please guys don't hate me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I truly love, like if we're talking bras and I think we have, we're very blessed in the state of Oklahoma that we have great products in such a still immature market. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? and a lot of great raws and producers. Yes. Yeah. So probably so many to count, but like, you know, we have some divine collection right yes. here. Yes. They are always putting yes. out quality. We just hit some Georgia pie before so we began. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, such an amazing strain. And they they work both single source with their own grow mm-hmm. and with amazing growers in the state. So I think that's really good that they're also putting on others and yeah. making collaborations rather than just single source. Um, you know, when it comes to edibles, mindful indulgence always hits. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Yes. A good one to one baby. Yes. And also their dubs and skunkies. Mm -hmm. There's so many different, you know, skews within Mm -hmm. their brand. Um, and then flower, gosh, we have so many good cultivators here. Such a treat. I mean, truly to have so mm -hmm. many like good craft growers that you can like enjoy Mm -hmm. just different strains from. We are truly blessed here in Oklahoma. And so I always try to tell patients if they gripe or complain about something like, Hey, I've been in a few different states. We really are blessed with great quality meds Mm -hmm. at really good prices. Mm -hmm. And we have such an array, like you said. So Mm -hmm. really narrowing it down to a few would probably be so hard. I agree. I know. Yeah, that's a loaded question. (laughs) It really is. I know, put me on the spot. I know, you'd probably like open your bag and probably have like, and this brand and this brand and this. It would just be like a little Mary Poppins (laughs) bag. A never ending bag. (laughs) I would, we all want that, right? Don't we? A rosin though, please. (laughs) Give it all to me. So, Keely, how do you think your relationship with the cannabis plant has evolved over time? Yeah, I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, you kind of have to really decide what works best for you and what season and what kind of reason you're medicating for. You know, at first you're just kind of going for whatever everyone else is saying is good and you're not really understanding the, you know, terpenes Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. that the plant has to offer. Um, so, you know, I think at first I was in Illinois in a corporate cannabis state where there weren't many options. Um, so, you know, I was kind of mostly sticking to flour. There's only a few brands. So it kind of really wasn't until I came here to Oklahoma that I was very, you know, blessed with, like we were just talking about Mm -hmm. all the amazing different processors and growers. 
Um, but it really made me understand and kind of figure out what I like best. Yeah. Um, I hear you. And like we were saying, times of seasons, times of days and you know, the reason I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? Yeah. So what brought you to Oklahoma? Yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, we kind of started our family here young at 17 and 18. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wow. That's so young. That's yes. Yes. Okay. My, my husband and I are high school sweethearts. Oh, that's so, so cute. Uh, it's so yay. rare too. I know. Yes. So we've been married for 11 years wow. and we have two girls. Um, wow. You know, he graduated high school early, left for the army at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a year of nursing school and then was like, okay, this is too long distance for me. So uh-huh. we got married. I moved down here and then I decided to join. Um, but, you know, after our service, we went back home to Illinois mm-hmm. and we uh, founded uh, Brews and Dubes, our craft beer and cannabis events and community. Yes. Um, and we couldn't do the events that we wanted to do there. There was no consumption events allowed at the time, mm-hmm. even though it was recreational in the state. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So That's crazy. To, you know, when COVID hit, we kind of were like, okay, so let's focus on building the community yeah. aspect of Brews and Dubes <clears throat> and kind of game plan for where we could actually really launch events that could be public events rather mm-hmm. than kind of the underground yes. slash events we were having. Totally. Um, and you know, we were looking at different States and we never thought we'd come back to Oklahoma. You know, we were stationed here for six years and, but we saw what was happening, you know what I mean? In the, in the cannabis industry here. And so we kind of took a leap of faith and, you know, moved here December of 2021, you know, just in our car with our kids and our dog, you know, (laughs) rolling with it. I love that though. You guys seem like you're just based on how you're talking about your husband, shout out to your husband. Um, you guys seem like you're a really good team and you have a really good partner, which I feel like is really important in life, especially when you are going through so many different phases and you have been together for so long. So it's cool that you guys like even you got you saying, you know, you're enjoying a, enjoying like a dab and like that's your bonding at the end of the night. Like those moments are so special and so necessary. I think it's so cool that you have a really cool, like really great partner because not everyone can say that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, that's very true. I'm actually so blessed. Huge shout out to be. I love you. We truly complement each other. We're like complete opposites. Um, but we really have learned how to synergistically work Mm -hmm. and like crush the days together. So I'm so blessed to have him as my Mm -hmm. partner. That's really cool. So if you could paint the perfect day in Oklahoma city, what would it look like with no responsibilities? Really just whatever you want to do. Like you have nothing on your agenda. The day is for Keely. What is Keely doing? Oh man. So the perfect day would just be like exploring different things with my husband and our two girls. You know, we love going to like Lake Hefner Mm -hmm. and walking and just kind of being with nature. We love going downtown, you know, grabbing a good bite to eat and like renting those bird scooters. My (laughs) My girls fly on those and it like gives me a heart attack. I'm sure. So So fun. fun, Yeah. Especially if you roll up right before and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have that de-stress mm-hmm. and kind of relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of just love being out and adventuring. So yeah. doing all of those things, they love going to Scissor Tail Park and, mm-hmm. you know, eating at Spark and just kind of being around the gardens they have. That's so fun. That, that would definitely be like the ideal day here in yeah. OKC. That sounds like a solid day. So with like your family and like supporting like, cannabis and your girls like how do you navigate that in your household like what does that look like for you guys are you guys like pretty open with them about you know like your cannabis as your medicine and like how do you guys navigate that 
Yeah. So we just decided that at the beginning of our journey, the best way for our family would to be open and honest. Yeah. They know it's our medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, and they treat it as such, just like if we were on a prescription for things, um, you know, when we are going to go medicate, Mm -hmm. we go to our office and we tell them, Hey girls, give us a few minutes. We're going to do some medicine Yeah. and we'll get back to whatever we were doing. Right. Um, and it's truly great because I feel like it's, breaking the stigma at the ground level. Yeah. You know, totally. I feel like if we were to hide it, it would become this taboo thing that they see as, you know, maybe something that's wrong right. or, and that would just be kind of perpetuating the stigma that we're all trying to break. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course they know that they're not supposed to, they don't touch it. They right. don't get into mm-hmm. it. There's a medicine cabinet, just like any regular pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also know like we've been home growers, just kind of hobby and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, obviously see it from afar and have learned that, wow, this is just truly a plant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there is no yeah. reason to have this bad connotation towards right. it, especially when it helps so many people. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to be open and honest and transparent mm-hmm. with your kids like that. Because when you don't, it just makes you uncomfortable, makes them uncomfortable. And then you're yeah. like, why am I even doing this? You know, yeah. and does that make sense? Yeah. Kids can sense it. And if, if we were to hide it, then they would have all these questions mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, instead of being open and honest, you know, if one day when they are grown, they decide, wow, this might help me for some reason, mm-hmm. they know they can come to us right. and they can do it in a responsible way rather than going out there and trying to get it from somebody or, you know, whatever that looks like. So we just love that we're able to educate them um, and not feed into the stigma that is often taught to kids at young ages. Mm -hmm. That's so important. I feel like that also like shifts your perspective of the plant as well, because I mean, I'm sure there's parents out there who feel like they can't, you know, talk about it, which that's, that's their prerogative. That's their thing. But I feel like it just shifts the dynamic of your household so much when you are so open and then it also shifts. Like I feel like your girls talking about the plant is so like innocent. And so like, like you said, the ground level. Yeah. Well, they're not so like when judging you, yeah. you because they're not like, no. mom likes to do this thing at night. And she mm-hmm. always tries to hide it from us and like yeah. thinks we can't see or smell it, but we can. And mm-hmm. it becomes this yeah. like it's, investigation thing as a kid. Like I know what I grew up yeah. with, you know, whether it was like <laughs> drinking or smoke, you know, yeah. you're so curious because mm-hmm. if there's, if someone's not open, you're just forever thinking mm-hmm. it's like this huge secret that you're trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like you said, Saba, you know, maybe it doesn't work for every family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, young in our journey, we kind of heard others say that their parents hid it from them and yeah. it became this thing that they wanted to go try to do behind their parents back, you know, as teenagers and stuff. And we just thought, why would we go through all of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't feel good to keep things from your kids. We're yeah. a very open family. Um, and we talk about pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it would end up just being this weird taboo, awkward mm-hmm. thing if yeah. we didn't just if we weren't open. That's so who you guys are. So it just mm-hmm. naturally has to be that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I they, hear you. They know it as our medicine and you know, that's that. So yeah. it's really great. That's, that's awesome. cool. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. If you're a cannabis business, a grower, processor, or retailer in Oklahoma, and you're looking for help handling the unique financial challenges that you face in this industry, Yusuf Abasi with Canna Tax and Accounting is ready for you. It's actually relieving to find someone who knows what you need and can make the process smooth for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed with all of the current and upcoming regulations, Yusuf is a great partner to help you achieve financial success in the cannabis industry. For further information, send an email over to yusuf at canatax.com. That's Y-U-S-U-F at K-A-N-N-A-T-A-X.com.
If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. So, okay, so you said you had previously been in the military with your husband. Can you tell us, like, what made you want to jump into that? Like, what was your status and, like, how how was that, that, did that experience, like, forever shape you? Because you're very, like, you're very well-spoken. You can tell, I don't know, you're well-rounded and, like, you can tell you have, you know, military, like, upbringing here and there. But it's just, I'm always so interested, especially, like, a woman, you know, like, wanting to do that. And, like, your husband did it and then you were like, like, oh, I just wanted to do it too. Like, no, you don't just, not everyone just does that, you know? So I'm, it's like very admirable. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. Yeah, it really means of course. a lot. Um, you know, growing up, um, you know, I met my husband in high school yeah. and it was always his dream. He was either going to go to the NFL or he was going to be a soldier. Okay. Um, and he graduated at 16 mm-hmm. and kind of just was waiting around until his 17th birthday for his mom to sign off and for him to go. So I knew he was going to go that route. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I finished up my senior year, um, had all the plans to be a nurse, mm-hmm. started nursing school. And, um, just, we really realized that being away from each other for four years, especially with how busy he was in the army, um, it, it was just too hard. So I moved down, we had our first daughter and I always wanted to be in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started thinking, well, what if I joined as well so that I could, you know, have my own career as well, contribute to the family Mm -hmm. and still help heal people in the way that I wanted to. So, you know, at first my husband was like, uh, what you want to join the army? Yeah. Cause of course being in it, you know, some of the hardships mm-hmm. and struggles that you go through. And, you know, as a female, it's a little bit harder. And my husband had yeah. kind of seen that. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, if you get, you know, pick your top two jobs and if you can get one of those, like don't settle for anything less, you know what I mean? So, um, I knew I wanted to be a medic and medics can get stationed anywhere, of course. Okay. So I knew that my husband being in field artillery, I could just then follow him since he mm-hmm. was more senior mm-hmm. ranking than me. Yeah. Um, so I knew that we wouldn't be apart unless one of us got deployed. Okay. Um, so, you know, it, it was a great experience, you know, um, you said public speaking and stuff. It's yeah. one thing you often have to do, especially as a medic teaching, you know, combat life-saving classes to your units and things. Okay. So mm-hmm. I guess I got some of that experience without even realizing yeah. I was getting that public speaking experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 So you you said you were in Jordan for a year. That's so were you and your husband, were you and your husband separate for that year? Or like, what was that like? Yes, we were. Um, we had just had our second daughter. She was six months old. And that's mm-hmm. when you're able to deploy again. Yeah. So I originally wasn't on the list to mm-hmm. go. Um, but our unit was split deployed. So three fourths went to UAE and only a fourth went to Jordan, um, to an air force base and, uh, they needed a female medic. So I was the only female medic, um, for the army at the time since we were on the air force base. So there were air force female medics, but for our unit, I was there, um, as the only female medic, which is a kind of interesting experience, Oh, I'm sure. but but really getting to understand their culture, you know, cause we were on a joint base. So we had Mm. the U S air force, we had, you know, the Jordanians, Mm. we had Australians, we had a lot of different, um, you know, countries, military. So kind of learning, you know, their ways of life Mm -hmm. within the military and with, you know, outside the military was really eye opening to Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. What was like the, coolest experience that you had in Jordan Jordan's on my bucket list to go to so like what was the coolest thing that you did there that like you've held a memory you've held on to forever 
you know, probably going to the site where Jesus was baptized, Mm -hmm. you know, in the Jordan River was a really cool experience and Mm -hmm. kind of surreal Mm -hmm. to know that, you know, huge groundbreaking experience and like history Mm -hmm. happened there. Yeah. Um, You know, going to Petra and going to some of these other Mm -hmm. amazing sites um, is things that, you know, you truly will never forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's always crazy being in like places like that and just standing there. Cause I remember going to Rome and being at the Colosseum and I was like looking down, I was like, I cannot believe people used to fight like lions and stuff here for entertainment and you're in it. And like, it's almost like you can feel that past energy of it. And it just makes your mind like, race and wonder because then you see like the lion cages that they used to have where like they kept the lions and you know just so many things and you're like cannot believe people used to do that for entertainment just like kill people for fun exactly like (laughs) that's so crazy when you're in a spot where that much history Mm -hmm. has happened you know like you said you just can almost feel like that's still there and you're almost experiencing you can see it playing out Mm -hmm. in front of you as they're talking to you or if you're with a guy you know we had someone local kind of telling us about you know the Jordan River and Mm -hmm. all of those things so it was it was definitely that's really cool yeah that's cool that you got to experience Um, that well thanks for sharing all of that experience with us we just had to know of course (laughs) so to flip the script a little bit Keely tell us in your own words like who you are and what you do So I guess first and foremost, I'm a cannabis advocate and community builder. Um, Like you said earlier, I'm also the Oklahoma market director for Scentsy Magazine. Um, It's a new role that I took on this year, and I've had so much fun, you know, getting to know the businesses here in Oklahoma more and helping provide value and make connections for them and, um, you know, hold events, you know, both B2B and B2C that um, end up really bringing an ROI back to their business. Um, my husband and I are also the founders of Brews and Doobs, so craft beer and cannabis events, and we have a big community online as well. Um, and I'm also the creator of Oklahoma March Madness, which was the first, you know, Patient's Choice Awards that had four different categories, and, you know, it was the first year we did it, but we have some awesome, you know, upgrades and changes that will be coming next year, so we're super excited about what that's going to look like. A woman of many talents. I know, I love <laughs> yeah, to see it. in it all, Julie. That's so awesome. How do you sleep? When do you sleep? <laughs> You know, like you said earlier, I have a great freaking husband yeah. you know, who is truly my rock. You know, he helps. We do everything together. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to have somebody who has different talents than you. And, yeah. di- you know, we both have different strengths where I'm more of the outgoing, you know, going out to the yeah. events and supporting in that way. Um, he is a true creative and loves being, you know, on socials as well mm-hmm. and um, truly just creating. He's he's always working. His mind never stops. So cool. yeah. it's truly a team effort for That's us. That's awesome. Yes. Love to hear that. So what's your favorite thing about the Oklahoma cannabis community? And do you think there's a difference in like the Tulsa market versus Oklahoma City? Like what how do you view it? Oh gosh, what I love most is the amount of amazing growers, processors, and just businesses all around we have. Yeah. You know, I've noticed with, you know, the low barrier to entry as 788 kicked off, it really allowed, you know, people who have been in the industry in different ways to come and kind of launch here yeah. in the green market. Gave opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it gave our market amazing quality meds very, very quick when normally that takes a little bit longer in markets for grows yes and everything to kind of a lot get of states did stuff have done mm-hmm. it differently like years after it's become legal and we were like a few months we're gonna run with it yes and we had amazing people you know come from all different states who truly had you know rich backgrounds mm-hmm. in cultivation or yeah. processing 
and it, it really spoiled us. So I think that's what I love most is that so many people who maybe in other markets couldn't enter yeah. are, were able to come here and build their dreams and yeah, you're really, right. yeah, give us awesome meds. And then um, as far as the markets, I think, you know, if we're talking specifically OKC and Tulsa, I do see kind of some different shifts, you know, if we're talking about like, especially going into dispensaries and mm-hmm. how patients kind of spend their money and who they spend their money with, I'd say OKC is a little bit more clicky. You know, okay, people yeah. drive across the metro yeah. to their That's dispensary to, That's very true. Yeah. You know, to really support either the dispensary or the brands there or mm-hmm. whatever it is where... Whereas, you know, I've only spent a little bit time in Tulsa, but I think they're a little bit more open-minded, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. if they're getting off work and they're like, oh, I need flour. There's a dispo right there. Yeah. I'll go in. I'm going to trust the bud tender. Um, so it's kind of very interesting to see yeah. how different those markets are. And then I think, you know, the outskirt towns are also a little bit different. Some of the smaller towns, mm-hmm. they, one, don't have as many dispensaries. Yes. Um, but they're often kind of overlooked sometimes. People think that they really have to only break into OKC and Tulsa, but there's so many small towns You're here right. in right. Oklahoma, especially like border. Gyms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, we can't forget about those because they yeah. have very rich markets as well. Yeah. You're yeah. right. That's well good said. perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we love to see women in the cannabis space, especially women who are just like killing it and you are killing it, Keely. What's it like being a woman in the, in the cannabis space and having like holding such a high title? for what you do. And like, you know, you are a public figure, you are out there showing your face for your brands, your community. What's it like being a woman in this space? You know, of course, this is more of a male dominated industry as a whole. We've all kind of seen the statistics where, you know, men dominate cannabis, not Mm -hmm. just in Oklahoma, but overall. So I think being a woman in cannabis, it's very empowering to know, you know, just like you guys are amazing women in the industry. Um, we might have to work a little bit harder or prove ourselves a little bit more than the men, but you know, I've just always approached it to be upfront, to Mm -hmm. be blunt, to have those hard conversations and to never back down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think if you kind of live and abide or operate by those rules, um, I'm sure you guys can relate on that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, people will, will respect you even more, especially those men, because you know, A study I read not too long ago said that with it being more dominated by men, people are also more apt to support people who are like them. So men will Mm -hmm. often turn to men more. So while we do have to kind of prove ourselves a little bit more on the, Mm -hmm. you know, on the front end, I think in the long term, you know, it pays back even more to, to keep going and to to not let any hurdles or obstacles get Mm -hmm. in your way. Yeah, well that's said. good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like advice. A lot of good advice in yeah. there too. <laughs> so, um, you you're the Oklahoma marketing director for Cincy. What's the most re- re- wow? What is the <laughs> most rewarding part, Keely, about like doing what you get to do? You know, I think the most rewarding part is the connections and the referrals, the networking I'm yeah. able to do behind the scenes. You know, we're kind of multifaceted at Cincy. Of course, we have a quarterly magazine. Um, We operate in a few different states. So we're here in Oklahoma, Colorado, Michigan, and Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, here in the Oklahoma market, really getting to see the impact that you can make, you know, especially at some of our new B2B events, Mm -hmm. seeing people making sales just off bringing some samples and rolling up for a dispensary owner that maybe they've never met. Um, 
and truly getting to like learn the businesses and be, you become very good friends with these business owners mm-hmm. and being able to help them in any small way has truly been a blessing. I've absolutely loved it. That's really cool. That's, awesome. That's fulfilling. Yeah, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better job. I'm sure. I love that for you, Keely. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. So you've created a lot for yourself, Keely, and that's so admirable creatives never stop growing or thinking about what's next have you thought about where you see yourself growing within your career and just as a human in general yeah I think in the immediate you know we're growing our team here in Oklahoma Um, so that's kind of the next step for kind of me and my role is training new community managers for Sensi here in Oklahoma Um, you know empowering them to also be able to give back and help these businesses just like I've you know been able to do so that's kind of the immediate Um, we also have some new events coming Um, we are also starting to officially launch our Bruise and Dubes events so October 1st we'll be in Atlanta Georgia Ah, that's exciting yes we're so excited that's crazy Um, so we're super excited Uh, shout out to Party of Two Brew Crew uh, Mikey is a good friend in the craft beer world. He has a brand out there and we're doing our first collab event okay. in the state. So That's we're super awesome. excited about that. So if you're in Atlanta, October 1st, don't miss out. Um, and then, you know, either late this year or early next year, we're going to kind of go back to our hometown in Illinois where we weren't able to have consumption events, you know, 18 months ago and mm-hmm. we left. Yeah. Um, we've been seeing they've been having a few. They kind of changed the laws. So we're excited to go back okay. and do our first like public event back in Illinois yeah. with our friends. That'll be awesome. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. That's so cool. I love that you think so. Not that Oklahoma isn't great because I love Oklahoma, but I love that you think so much bigger and like you're branching out in all these other different markets. I think that's so it's, it's so fun. admirable, but it's also so fun. Yeah, Keeps you, you get to your meet so many different types of people all over the place and open minded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it's truly great getting to one experience, you know, craft beer with other states yeah. and other people who also like are, you know, craft beer junkies and, yeah. and <laughs> always chasing the new flavors, but also, you know helping other patients in other states, mm-hmm. you know, and getting to kind of help educate or talk, you yeah. know, um, especially in states who maybe don't have as good programs mm-hmm. or maybe don't have a program medical or recreational at all, but still being able to talk about the plant right. um, mm-hmm. and kind of work within whatever laws that are there to still, you know, whether it's just education or whether we can go back home to somewhere like Illinois and actually have a consumption event and talk about yeah. maybe some of the growers there mm-hmm. and have some of them out to kind of, Maybe show a little bit of what Oklahoma does to some of yeah. the other states. Yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah, that is super exciting. So as a creative myself, Keely, I know that creative ruts and like blocks can hit you and then you have to like constantly shift and kind of figure things out sometimes. How do you stay creative or like tap back in whenever like you feel drained? Yeah, so this is one thing that my husband and I have really been working on, both as creatives and as a couple, because, okay. you know, first and foremost, we're a couple, but yeah. we also work together every mm-hmm. day, and that can cause stress yes. and a lot of anxiety when you're kind of always always together, yes. always working. And we saw something not long ago that, you know, they always say relationships are 50-50, mm-hmm. right? 
But how true is that? Can you always bring 50% every single day? Or at, you know, when I get home, can we say, hey, I only have 20 today, babe. I got 20%. That's all I can give. And maybe that day he'll kind of take that 80 mm-hmm. or vice versa. One day I might get home and he's like, hey, I'm tapped. I got 10. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got to pick up the 90. Yeah. Or if maybe we're both a little tapped and we can't get to the 100%, we find ways to be gracious with one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe we give ourselves that that night off or say, hey, we're going to plan a little trip this weekend to kind of unwind so that we're not getting completely burnt out. So That's I think good. just kind of finding your system with either who you work with in business or if that mm-hmm. is your spouse, um, it's it can definitely apply to both a business partner or your, your significant other. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you been the creative director of Sensi and what has that experience in itself been like? Because being in charge of creativity is the greatest thing but also can be a lot of pressure because it is creative and you know sometimes like Brand said you can tap out so what's that role been like for you and do you feel like it's helped you like evolve as a person more yeah so I officially joined Sensi um the first of the year I did a few kind of shadowing sessions with our uh, owner and founder Ron Sensi mm-hmm. Ron Kolb Sensi and um, officially kind of became a community manager uh, early this year, kind of had to learn the events that we were putting on because, you know, as the market director, those also are your responsibility Um, and officially took over April 1st um, as market director. And yeah, I think it has helped me grow a lot and finding not only myself, but Mm -hmm. kind of fighting my footing. You know, I feel like before Sensi, I was, um, you know, very community minded and kind of just really supporting brands. I did a lot of reviews on Instagram, did a lot of yeah. supporting events mm-hmm. and, you know, um, things like that with Bruise and Dubes. But I feel like this really gave me the structure. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Ron from the beginning, I was like, this is almost too good to be true um, to be able to take, you know, the Sensi community and and add kind of some of my own personal touches um, has truly been amazing. And you do it so well, Keely. Like, I feel like you said you took over April 1st and I feel like every single time I'm I'm somewhere, like I always see you or you're just like pop up and I'm like, wow, there's Keely, you know? And it's so, I feel like as a representation of your magazine, you do a great job at it. And I know it's very hard to, you know, give your energy constantly, but you're so great at it and you do it so well. So I'm sure they're super proud of you. So you kill it, Keely. Good job. Thank you. That means so much. I always love walking into an event and seeing your two beautiful faces. (laughs) You're sweet, Keely. So you're full of good advice. We already know that from this conversation. But do you have any advice, more advice that you would like to pass along that you hold on to or you wish someone maybe would have said to you over the years? I guess I could speak more to maybe the kind of curious or the people wondering if cannabis could help you. You know, I have a lot of moms approach me and I guess what I could say to them is to not worry about what others say. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, especially as, you know, nineties babies, dare babies in school, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? We, we were often told and given a stigma about cannabis and, you know, all of the bad and horrible things it would do if you smoked. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the best thing that you can do kind of entering into the cannabis world and trying to find if this is a good medicine for you is to not listen to the outside noise, you know, do Mm -hmm. research for yourself, talk to others, you know, maybe in the industry, find somebody who can maybe mentor you and find what works for you because it's different for every person. 
But if you can kind of find your groove and your mojo, uh, you know, life can really open up and become yeah. such a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh, that's good. So Kiwi. well said, Kiwi. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, I think this wraps up today's episode. You've been so lovely to chat with as always, Keely. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. We really appreciate you. Of course. Thank yes. you so much for having me on. It was truly an honor. Of course, Keely. So you can stay in the loop over... Uh, wow, you can stay in the loop on what Keely is up to over at Sensi on Instagram. She's at Keely Sensi, and that's K E E L Y S E N S I. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's episode. Stay peeled for next the one for the next week. And as always, some <laughs> stay medicated. <laughs>